That's where all the girls are, right? <laughs> but on the other hand, man, I just soon keep working, keep a little change in my pocket. Yeah? Wait. Rather than spend my time listening to some dipshit who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about anyway. Well, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so you're a freshman, right? Yeah. Well, so tell me, man, how's this year's crop of freshman chicks looking? <laughs> what, you're gonna end up in jail sometime really soon, I know that. Fact. No, man. Yeah. No, man, I'll tell you. Yeah. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to another episode of The Fuzz Factory with Spenny and Sav, and we're about to get dazed and confused. Let's go. Okay, so we will make this brief. We have a quick announcement today. Our sponsor today is Me Undies. Sav, why don't you walk us through Me Undies? Now, Me Undies are supposedly the most comfortable pair of underwear in the world. Whether you're a woman, man, boxer brief, trunk, whatever you want, they got it online. They have stuff for men, women, and uh, 
I'm looking at the I'm looking at the men's right now. They've got boxer briefs, trunk boxer. They've also got hoodies, uh, joggers. They have lounge pants. Uh, on the women's side, they've got the cheeky brief. Now it's not just online shopping for underwear. It's a monthly subscription. So they send you new gitch every month. You know what? Those gitch that you, not you, Savannah, listeners. Those <laughs> gitch that you've been sitting in. Let's be honest. They're not so fresh. <laughs> Are mine very fresh? Let's be honest. Probably not. Could I use some MeUndies? Yes. Could you use some MeUndies? Definitely. All so, subscribers save up to 33% each month. That is a hell of a deal. Yeah. And think about the comfort that you will feel knowing that you are putting your most prized possessions in a nice silk hammock. Just think Dare about I that. Dare I say luxurious? I think, I think we could call these luxurious. Yeah, so check them out at MeUndies.com. Your butt is one of the most important organs of your being yeah and you need a nice cushion to sit on and what better thing to treat yourself than to treat your cushion and that's how we'll leave it at that me undies they're available in u.s and canada check out meundies.com hashtag treat your cushion hashtag treat your cushion so sav i'm excited about today's episode yes as i said in our intro i teased it a little bit uh we're talking dazed and confused and i know maybe your immediate thought is oh that song by led zeppelin and you know what great song that's not what we're talking about, though. We're talking about the movie. Now, Spenny, like, how has this movie affected your life? What's Why is it important to you? Because I feel like this is a movie that we both really connect with, and we're going to play some songs from the soundtrack today, but I just want to know a bit about your connection with it. Um, I never watched this movie until I was, how old was I? I was 20 years old, and I was um, living in at uh, a dorm room in the University of Manitoba, um, and I feel like I watched it at like the perfect time in my life. I was kind of like, I didn't, I partied a lot in high school. Um, not the type of partying that you kind of see in that movie though. Um, <laughs> so more so as I got older, I got much more into music. Um, just much more into the, sort of that scene, you know what I mean? Um, so I think I watched that movie at the perfect time. Uh, it was every time I watched that movie, I've watched it probably about 10 or 15 times now. Um, Every time I watch it, it's just one of those movies. The soundtrack is great because it kind of walks you through and um, you really get a mood from the movie. And I know mm-hmm. that this movie isn't the only movie that creates emotion. But for me, um, it's just cool to kind of like see um, how you connect with this movie and how like you get like emotional as these characters in the Absolutely. movie are getting emotional. Yeah. And uh, like, again, I know that's not an original quality for like every like across all boards, but this movie has that connection for me. Yeah. So what did, what did you like about it? Um, I've, I've watched this movie since I was really young, like maybe 12 or 13, um, like way before I was ever the age of these people in this story. But I always loved it. And I think part of it is just because I always like classic rock. So it opens with Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith, which we're not going to play because you can tune into any radio station, even like yeah. a top 40 station. And you, you might hear it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like this. Okay, so we won't. Um, obviously, we're not going to play every um song from their set list, but I'll just give you a couple examples from the Dazed and Confused soundtrack. Um, I'm just looking it we're, up. We're online gonna play right the now. ones that I think connect with scenes that we found important in the movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point to mention. So today we're gonna try to avoid the real. Um, I guess we call them radio hits. You know what I Except mean? Except we're gonna play one big one at the end. Yeah. Um, so we're going to try to kind of avoid that and just play um, a couple of songs that um, connected with a scene or a kind of a mood that we got from the movie and then we'll elaborate more as we go on. Now, if you haven't actually seen the movie, well, you, you just need to hit pause right now. Cue up the movie, Dazed and Confused. Watch it. Come back. We'll yeah. wait. Download the episode. We'll be here when you're ready. Yeah, we're yeah exactly. We're not going anywhere. So that's a good point. If you haven't seen the movie, you don't need to see it to no, listen to this, this podcast. No, this is great music anyways. But, but it'll help. Yeah. Um, so a couple examples from this soundtrack. You'll really get um, – when was this movie filmed? This movie was filmed in it, ni- the 90s, so it was yeah. released in 93. But they did a really good job at picking songs from that area that they were filming in. I think in general um, the soundtrack is one of the most important parts of the film because it really ties the whole uh, feel of it together. So I feel like we've talked about this before off air, but I think you mentioned to me that didn't they spend most of their budget on the soundtrack? For this movie? Um, I didn't say that, but I think I've also heard that. Okay, I must have had this conversation with someone else, but I think the majority of the budget, the production budget for uh, Dazing of Views went to getting the royalties for these songs uh, so that they could use them. Um, but it was necessary for the, you could, whoever was writing this 
film um, this story, whoever, whatever it came to be first. I don't know whether it was like a script and then a movie or it was made to be specifically just a movie. Whoever was writing it had these songs in mind while they were painting the scenes or they had mm-hmm. vibes i think you know what yeah. i mean they had either way uh, a lot of thought was put into it that's what i'm trying to yeah i'm rambling but and that's what i'm getting at. yeah and it, the great thing is it's kind of a time capsule movie because you look back and it's one of matthew mcconaughey's first big roles and i know you i believe see this was i believe that was his debut movie actually yeah, yeah i think it was and he's very young looking and that's where he kind of got that iconic all right all right all right and, and i he's wish done we it were... in other movies since because it's so iconic oh, okay he's yeah. done it in magic mike Oh, really? Yeah. So anyways, you can't see because it's a podcast, but I'm actually wearing my Matthew McConaughey All Right, All Right, All Right shirt right now. Yeah, I was going to point that out. I wish yeah. we were doing a video podcast, but... Um, we'll tweet it out. Oh, it was... It, this is a... I'm getting excited just talking about these songs, so why don't we get into um, another one? Yeah. So yeah. the first song that we played was called No More Mr. Night... No, wait, no, that was um, Why Can't We Be Friends. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I got another song in my head. But so that song is being played during the uh, the scene in the movie where I believe it's the cheerleader like hazing scene, right? Yeah. And they're like pouring ketchup or whatever on these girls. It's um a big part of this movie is just um people going into like it's the last day of school. Everyone's going on summer break. Everyone wants to have a big end of the year party. And it's the freshmen that are going to come into high school versus the seniors going into high school. So they're all getting freshied. So in this scene, it's the senior girls hazing the young girls by, yeah, again, pouring ketchup on them, kind of tar and feathering them and just kind of humiliating them to that song. Why can't we be friends? It was like a really good. Match. It is. It's such an ironic um, mix of audio and visual, but it works yeah. so perfectly. Yeah, But it still had that playful um, kind of aspect to it. And well, it was and a playful scene because the freshmen are like they're consenting to it. Well, and I was going to say that, too. It's kind of a different attitude towards the like the hazing, like the ritualistic yeah. sort of aspect of it. Um, I mean, I, I've played on lots of sports teams and like I'm sure that like I've been a part of hazing or whatever. Like I'm, everyone is to some degree, I think, a part of your life. But um I think there's like a there's a line that you cross, right? But in the movie they weren't crossing that line. It was it was they a playful do. scene. Well, but I what I'm getting at is like at the time I don't think it was crossing the line back then, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was more accepted and like, oh, that's just part of being like that was just every high school that was part of being in that like going from um, grade eight to grade nine yeah. like people uh, are a lot more conscious about bullying and that's though. yeah so i don't think you would have gotten away with some of these scenes um if you're trying to film yeah. a movie like this now. and we'll talk more about that on our third song i believe because, okay like we get to the the paddling scene anyone who's seen the movie yeah um, but again okay. yeah if you haven't seen the movie i'll just give you a very quick um overview of it and then mm-hmm. we'll throw it to the next song sure. so um Again, it's basically about a transitional sort of summer thing where the freshmen are sort of heading into this new world and there's like a lot of drinking, there's a lot of pot smoking, there's a lot of like classic rock tunes, you got your like archetypes kind of thing, like the big dumb jock and stuff and like like the big muscle dude. cars, like yeah. it's so cool. Yeah, um, Matthew McConaughey, he's actually an older guy who's kind of like hanging out with high school kids. He's actually a little creepy in that movie, but everybody loves him anyways. It's yeah. like crazy, but um, it's just... It's one of those movies that reminds you of a night that you've had where kind of you just you have no idea where the journey is going to take you. And at the end of the night, you're like, wow, I've done all of this stuff kind of thing. I'm kind of feeling melancholy about it because it's a moment that's going to end. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I feel nostalgic when I watch it about things that have happened to me. For sure. It's it's such a good um, it's like a really good doorway into like mm-hmm. your own memories and stuff because you're watching other people have these have this party and have this great night and you really are remembering oh i remember when so and so got drunk and fell off the bridge like just yeah. you know what i mean all these like funny things that remember you remember that time we climbed the moon tower dude yeah like it was, oh, it's such a great movie it um really is. so oh i had a a point that i was gonna bring up oh um so i think i don't know if you've ever seen this movie it's called grind it's a skateboarding movie um but there's a character named sweet lou and I believe that his character is based off of Matthew McConaughey. Um, so Sweet Lou is like this, um, he's a skateboarder. He's like this 25-year-old dude that hangs out at like the skate park and just yeah. like like basically hooks up with high school chicks. Um, so th- and he has a line in the movie and it's like all these high, he's like, you know what, um, you know the best thing about these girls in high school? I get older and they stay the same age. And it was just, um, it's again, it's kind of creepy, but his character is totally pl- um, playing off of the role of Matthew McConaughey's. Yeah, and if you watch the movie, it doesn't come off as creepy as I'm describing it. Um, but it's it's just like I've noticed that connection between those two movies. 
I think we should throw it to another song. So yeah, we is this the one with the paddling scene? Um, do you want to skip to that one? No, another... I was just no, I was just curious. You know what? Let's yeah, let's just play it. Um, it's it's Alice Cooper. It's no more Mr. Nice Guy. And yes, when you when you watch this, just close your eyes and visualize someone getting paddled in slow motion. Yeah, like boom, <laughs> just paddling. So yeah, like um. This is an older, uh, this is like a guy, like a fresh, a senior. It's based in the 70s, I yeah, believe. Yeah, so in this scene, um, these kids are running away from these seniors that are literally chasing them with like a car and paddles. They finally catch up with them. One and gets caught. Yeah, one of them gets caught and the other kids are like behind a fence watching their friend, like about to die, uh, essentially in their minds. Yeah, and this is the song playing. Yeah, so let's get into it. Again, No More Mr. Nice Guy by Alice Cooper on The Fuzz Factory. Mr. Nice Guy. So whenever I hear that song now because of this movie, that's all I can picture is the slow motion like paddle just, yeah. and the guy's face as it's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the, very the dramatic. Face. It is. It's, um, I think this goes back to kind of what we were saying before the song. Um, I think something I really like about when I watch older movies, um, specifically movies kind of like this, um, that were a bit more edgy, maybe controversial. I don't know. Not really, but... Um, it's technically a cult classic because it's a movie that nobody thought would succeed, but is wildly popular and like cherished mm -hmm. by a wide range of people, like age-wise. Like, this is just one of those movies that is automatically on so many people's top ten when you talk about it. Yeah. And you don't have to be like, um, like a musician. You don't have to be a partier, drinker, stoner. You don't have to be anything to like this movie. Mm -hmm. It just it can bring you back to any sort of like. Um, 
good times that you were having, I feel. And it's just funny. It is. It's well it's written. It's um, like, you see Ben Affleck, like a young Ben Affleck, and he plays that jerk. Oh, I forgot that this yeah. is one of his starting roles. Not yeah. his first, I don't think, but definitely one know. of his um, obviously beginners. Yeah, funny thing about that. There's a scene where they're at the, ben I can't Affleck. remember what it's called, but remember that hub where, with like the pool tables where everyone hangs out and stuff? Yeah, like the arcade or whatever. Yeah, like something. yeah. Um, and he's in there just kicking ass, playing pool and stuff. And he's yeah. really razzing the guys that he's playing against. Like, oh, I got to pretty soon I'm going to have to start knocking your balls in to get them out of the way kind of thing. That's funny. I find myself quoting him every time I'm playing pool and I'm getting really aggressive. Like, I just channel my inner, I can't remember his name, but my inner Ben Flat Affleck. My, ben, <laughs> my inner Ben Affleck. That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, don't bring out his Batman, though, because no. I haven't even seen it, but I heard it was awful. I don't even want to talk about it. You, did you watch the movie? No. No. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm not really into superhero Neither movies. Am I. I've been avoiding a lot of them. That said, um, that Doctor Strange movie that's kind of coming out looks pretty cool. Doctor Strange. Well, do um, did you ever read the Lemony Snicket books? No. So, uh, Sears of Unfortunate Events, you know, the, like the movie? Yeah, with Jim I, I remember hating it. Really? Yeah. So, I read the books, like all 13 or 12 of them, whatever wow. there are. Um, and they're releasing a new movie, and it's going to be epic, I think. Is it a movie or a series? I don't know. I saw it on Netflix, actually, so that's a good point. It could be a Netflix origin. If it's a series, it should be a series, right? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. It's worth, uh, worth Well, because that, that was a complaint about the first one, is that, like, it, it was kind of like the story wasn't over when uh, the, the movie ended, and a lot of people had complaints about it. Um, but that has nothing to do with the Fuzz Factory. <laughs> no, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> so this um, one thing I thought I remembered about this while we were on um, listening to that last song, I believe the timeline of this movie all happens within one day, right? So the start of the movie is like mid-afternoon sort of ish, like yeah, school is about like, to end. And mm-hmm. the end of the movie is like the next, the next morning. morning after this big epic party. Yeah, and there's a lot of different characters that it's following. Um, it's kind of mainly this one freshman kid, though. And yeah. so the movie kind of ends almost with him getting home. It's already daylight, and his mom's like, "Like, where the hell have you been?" kind of thing. And he doesn't really have an answer, but he's safe. And she's like, "You know what? This is your one like get out of jail free kind of thing." So he goes to his room. He puts on his headphones and then he just starts listening to Slow Ride, I think. I think so. Yeah, that's the, how the movie ends. And it's just like a really iconic scene. And, you know, now that I bring that up, um, Family Guy parodies this movie a lot. Really? Yeah, they've done that scene because there's that evil monkey living in what's-his-face's closet there. Oh, yeah. There's a scene where he does that with the headphones. Yeah, he climbs out of the closet and, like, just does his little thing, puts the headphones on, and then yeah. he just... <laughs> yeah, they've done that. I never put that connection together. Yeah, that scene outside of that pool hall with uh, Matthew McConaughey going, that's the thing about these high school girls, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've done that scene too. And I specifically remember it because I was maybe 13 at the time when it came out. And my dad saw it and he got so angry that he was like, you guys cannot watch this show anymore. Really? Yeah. Like he got really upset. And it is a creepy line. It is. Yeah. Like he, this dude's supposed to be almost 30, this character. Like he's not Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, he's yeah. not like 22 or anything. Like this dude's like old. Well, I think he I'm I'm going to look this up. We this is the beauty of the internet. I'm going to yeah. look What's his character's name? Uh Woodrowson, I believe. Wood? Woodrowson. Woodrowson? Woodrowson. I don't know how to spell that. <laughs> like, we we um, didn't watch this movie right before recording this, but this is just a movie we've I've seen it seen enough lot. times, but just not enough to remember his yeah. character's name. Wooderson. Wooderson. No, uh, that's not Matthew McConaughey, is it? I think so. Here, think give me a sec, people. Matthew McConaughey, Dazing and Fuse. There we go. Tell me that's not Wooderson. We're looking it up, guys. Yeah, give us a sec. I just don't want to feed you guys the wrong info here. Yeah. Stars including Matthew McConaughey. Plot. Yeah. We're, 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 we're on the Wikipedia. I'm getting close. We're, we're David there. Wooderson. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. So his they character's name David is David though. Wooderson. Yeah, but anyways, does it say how old he is? <laughs> a man in his early 20s. Oh, early 20s. So that's what I thought. Like, like He's got a pretty established mustache. So well, because he's, I think like... he's, I think he, when he, they filmed this movie, I don't know how old, I will look that up maybe later. It doesn't. Um, but I'm not sure how old he physically was when they filmed this movie. But he, um, I, th- when we were talking about this and you said he was in his 30s, I thought I remember that he was a bit his character was a bit younger. Mm-hmm. But so. a lot of the younger actors, like the main dude, Mitch, I believe, mm-hmm. um, he was like a young guy when it yep. was recorded. He wasn't an adult yet, but all the beer in that movie is real beer. Really? Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Because, <laughs> like, a lot of times it will just be the non-alcoholic. Well, it's it's Hollywood, right? And beer is mm-hmm. expensive. Um, I think doing a lot of takes. Beer Fest, they were – have you ever seen Beer Fest? No. So oh, it's, yes, yes. It's a goofy-ass movie, but it's really funny. It's by the same guys who made Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Super Troopers is, like, definitely a cult classic. Um, but th- there's this group of people called Broken Lizard, uh, and they make films together. That's that group of guys. Um, and they made a film called Beer Fest. Plot of it – I won't go super into detail, but plot of it, they just – it's like two guys – and a group of friends, they go to Germany, go to Oktoberfest, they get their asses kicked in a drinking contest, and they're Americans, so naturally they're like, we're going to win next year. So then they go back to Germany, and that's the movie. And in this movie that they're using all the, all this beer, it was fake beer, and the actors were talking about how they literally um, had, one guy had to get his stomach pumped, I'm pretty sure, and one guy, like, oh, they were getting bloated because they because wow. they had to drink so much yeah. beer, and they couldn't use real alcohol because they literally would have gotten alcohol poisoning actors from it. Actors go through a lot. It's a, it's cool to learn about, I used to think acting was just memorizing lines mm-hmm. and just like, oh, you're good at memorizing a script and playing it out. But they're a good actor. There's a lot more that goes into it. Oh yeah. It's hard. I'll give credit to our friend Eric. Um, he's taught me a lot about it this year. Um, yeah. What kind of goes into it. It's cool to see how professional he is about it. And he mm-hmm. just knows so many people. Yeah, he's um, a seasoned vet. Dazed and Confused um, has so many songs that we could have chosen from. Um, but today we're going to try to get in about four or five I, I think it's time for a long jam. Yeah? Yeah, if, I, let's if do I, it. I do say so. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember what part of the movie this was at, but we'll look it up and we'll get back to that after we play the song. But mm-hmm. um, buckle up. It's eight and a half minutes. Um, if you need to go for a bathroom break, if you need to grab a snack, you know, we're here. Keep the headphones on, but yeah. do your thing. Yeah. So here's Stranglehold by Ted Nugent on The Fuzz Factory.
did that song have a stranglehold on you, Spenny? I love that song. Ted Nugent is such a freak. Yeah, <laughs> like, he really is. But he makes good music. But he did make groovy tunes. Yeah. It's um it's funny because he makes pretty psychedelic stuff, but I'm pretty he's a pretty clean guy. Like I know he's insane, but he uh like I guess narcotics wise, I don't think he smokes, he doesn't drink, he just likes to shoot stuff, I think. I don't know. And Mary He's a he's an interesting guy. People? Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Uh, he's a Trump supporter, so that oh, tells you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ted Nugent is a um, a very well known Republican in the states. He actually like that's what he does now. He's he's actually part of the NRA, like the national like the gun thing in the states. The national I'm gun. Dudes. National rifle. I don't know what the acronym stands for. I'm sorry, but the NRA is a big thing in the states. They control basically the gun laws and stuff. And he's yeah. a big advocate on their behalf. Hmm. He's kind of yeah. He's a interesting character but yeah. i mean i think um he's not the only artist that is pretty insane like you know what i mean he's uh creatives yeah really though like whether you're a painter or an artist there's a lot of them that go just nuts yeah. for no reason really and I, I saw an article online it was kind of sad but also kind of relatable not not personally but i mean not relatable um it made sense when i read it um it was saying that musicians are three times more likely uh to be um, come down with depression than other occupations. Yeah, what do you think of that? I could see it. I mean, personally, I've never um, had to deal with that burden, um, but I can understand it. And it, when you look at the amount of really famous people um, and very, um, like you said, very creative, when you look at a lot of people that are making great art, they aren't seeing the world in the same way that normal people are just walking around and looking, oh, there's a tree. But like artists and people who are making like really um like really like meaningful stuff to a lot of people they view the world in a really weird way and i'm very curious how their brain works because there is a trend with musicians um whether it be like drug use or you know what i'm like the 27 club there's like 50 artists who have died at the age of 27 um it's it's weird to see that that connection of emotional distress being transitioned into beautiful art that other people yeah. relate to. And that's not music strictly. Like, I think it goes for painting. It goes for sculpting, whatever art you're trying to create. Writing. But I think there, the artists, there's a lot of us who are sad and kind of depressed. Yeah. Like, so I read the article and it was, um, like I said, not personally relatable, but I understood it and I could, it made, made a lot of sense. Um, so when I saw, when I, cause I love this song. Um, so one day I was just Googling Ted Nugent. This was like a couple years ago. And this is when I found out, a lot of his like political views and you can't hold political views against a person as as them strictly as the person but it does tell you a little bit about what he believes in mm -hmm. um do you think that this movie um going like do you think it changed people's opinions about the time period because this came out 20 years after the time period that it's trying to sort of reflect i don't think that it changed people's opinions but I think that it really captured the essence of that time. So it was appealing to more than one group, kind of like that 70s show where it appeals to the people that were around in the 70s. They're like, oh, you know what? I remember doing yeah. that with my friends. Like we did things like we were just like that. And I think a lot of kids like when they're, they're like, in that period, they're like, whoa, that's us now. Like, yeah. Even in a modern way, it's still the dynamics of a group like that are similar. So you identify with it either way. And that's why I think it's got such widespread success. That's such an interesting connection, too, because... Um, that 70s show was kind of early 2000s, right? Yes. Um, so um, I think it was even late 90s. I think the first season maybe started in 99 yeah. or 98. Um, so not too long after Days and Confused, they release a series about mm -hmm. that time. Now, I'm not saying that I... I if there's a connection. I was going to say, I, I have no idea because I'm not a writer of that 70s show. I have no idea if that was the influence. But I could totally understand it. And both were so successful because they hit that nostalgia. They hit on point, though. Yeah. Like, there's so many ref – like, that 70s show, um, that they have a whole se uh, season. I think it's season five. Every episode title is a, is a Led Zeppelin song title. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Just stuff like that is so cool. And Dazed and Confused has that exact same feeling whenever I watch it. Um, we were talking a little earlier, and I, I wanted to bring this up because you made such a good point. Um, th we're not going to play it yet because we still have a little bit of time left on the clock, but the last song we, we are going to play today um, really emulates the, the ending of the movie. Um, you go yeah. from kind of like seeing these kids get hazed 
uh, then you kind of like you get you get to know the characters in this open. They do a really good job of getting to know the characters early in the movie. Yeah, people bond, they party. Some people kiss. Some people get in a fight. Some people are hurt at the end. You know, some people are too drunk to get out of their chairs. And they did a good job at not making it like a douchey party movie. You know what I mean? It's not. There were some douches there. Yeah, but, but yeah. they were written into the story. Like I think they were there for effect. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? For sure. Um, because. You watch you watch movies um, that are made kind of like Revenge of the Nerds is really funny, but it's kind of like a dumb party movie. I think I've a lot. I've never seen it. It's really funny. It's really good movie to just turn your brain off and just watch. Um, so yeah, plug Revenge of the Nerds. I guess just watch <laughs> it. It's a really funny movie from uh, early '80s, I think. Um, but Dazed and Confused, I think a lot of like I said, like a lot of thought went into planning this and the yeah. mood that people were gonna get by. Seeing these scenes and the music at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's still a lighthearted plot. Like, it's not like it's getting into heavy stuff. Although there are some decisions where, like, Pink, yeah. one of the main characters, kind of has to choose between football and his life that he's kind of crafting They bring up some, yeah, they do a good job of bringing up um, sort of, like, emotional struggles that are relatable. Like, yeah. even if you're not the captain of a football team, you can relate to making that decision. Like, okay, I have to go on, like, I'm at a fork in the road and I got to go right or left and I don't know what to do. I think everyone's been in a situation like that. And so this song that we're going to play next kind of relates to that feeling too. So it plays at the end of kind of the party at the Moon Tower. So it's when everyone's sort of dispersing, the party's winding down, like it's past its peak. Yeah. That kind of sad feeling, the melancholy you feel when you're like, I've had such a great night and so many memories tonight and it's gone and it, like, you know, it's ending. It. And I'm like I said, it goes back. It. it goes exactly what I've said. I've probably said five times this episode, but I love how well the the music um, brings out the emotion of the movie. Because mm -hmm. not a lot of movies um, have the emphasis on the soundtrack. A lot of them are special effects heavy or like Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, they have really cool music that adds to the emotion of it, but the music is not the focal point of Lord of the Rings. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. Um, I really like when movies, because I'm such a music buff, um, that's something I naturally, mm -hmm. I get connected to movies more when I, I'm connected to the soundtrack. Are you similar in that way? Absolutely. Um, even, I know we talked about it on episode two, plugging episode two if you haven't seen it. Oh, hey. Um, yeah, we listened to this ana post-animal, this like psych, mm -hmm. kind of new psych rock band, um, because one of the musicians in it, he's an actor in the show Stranger Things. And that one is totally produced. It's they didn't pull songs like, that are iconic like they did for Dazed and Confused, but like the feel and cohesiveness of that of that soundtrack makes that show stand out yep. to me. Yes, yes, that's exact. That is such a good connection. Um, they that was the basis of our episode. I'm pretty sure it was how well yeah. like um, they captured that '80s theme and how well they brought out that emotion. Um, I think people, I, I think movies and. Um, and music. I think entertainment in general, literally, I think we just had a really shitty decade. Like, I th and I know that the great stuff has come out in mm -hmm. within this time. I don't think we've ever had a time where nothing good is coming out. But as a whole, I think when you look, um, I heard this on another podcast, um, The Church of What's Happening Now with, with Joey Diaz. It's a comedy podcast. This guy's a really... Kind of vulgar comedian. He's really funny, though. Um, I, I like listening to his stuff. But he's a, he's a music buff, so I like listening to his podcast um, because he'll get musicians on every now and then, and they do this. They jam out and just talk about the music. Cool. So he was talking, and he was just talking about how all of these songs that you listen to um, – you don't. You aren't thinking about it while you're watching the movie, but you're watching the movie, and as this is happening, you're thinking about all of these memories that you already have. So I think it automatically builds that connection more and more. Yeah. Like, especially with the nostalgia of this movie. Yeah. Like even um, if you're into more popular music, if you're watching a bl new blockbuster that just came out and it plays this song, and you're like, oh man, this is yeah. my party tune right now. Like you're building a connection in a different way, but since it was the 70s, it was like straight for the nostalgia, straight for the songs that you hear on the radio, straight for the ones that you partied to back exactly. then. Exactly. And he, the Joey Diaz on this episode that I listened to, I wish I knew the episode. I, I just just came to me, so maybe I'll put it in the description. But um, on this episode, he said, if you look at all the bands that were touring in 1975, it just blows your mind mm -hmm. to look at the list of bands that you could just go to for a $15, $30 concert. Yeah, and that, yeah. that was what you did. It was a golden age for It rock. really was. And then, and movies too. Like, um, I don't think that 70s was necessarily a golden era for movies. But I think like you look back to like the 50s or like um, 
I think there's a lot of good films from the 80s and 90s actually too. But you know what I mean? You go, there's really creative periods. And then I feel like now, the last 10 years, I'm sorry people making movies. All I've seen is superhero movies and remakes yeah. of shit. That's but all I've TV. seen. I believe TV is in a golden age right well, now. Well, that's what there I was going to say. There is so much good stuff. I think there's more emph- – I think, A, technology is getting better. So more people are able to get their ideas out of their head and onto the screen easier. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really boosting this creative boom that we have now. So that's – and TV is – no, it's almost no longer TV because it's Netflix. I don't even say I watch TV anymore. I always say I would just watch Netflix. Yeah. But they're killing it because they know what we want to watch and they're putting so much detail into the stuff that they're creating. The production um, value. Have you watched Marco Polo at all? No, I haven't, but it's, I've heard it's oh, incredible. The I heard cinematography, they have, everything is And their set great. apparently is mm-hmm. like the production really, value is insane. So that's another one. I've, I literally have it on my list of yeah. like I have way too many things I'm planning to watch on Netflix. I should probably mm-hmm. delete a couple and I might be more productive. I don't think that's where your priorities are. I don't know. Um, but I think we are kind of coming out of this entertainment lull. Um, I think now I think technology is playing a bigger part of it. Um, I think with music. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that's popular, but that doesn't hinder you from listening to the amazing stuff that is out there. And because there's so much equipment and so many musicians now and it's so easy to get your music just on the internet i think we're, we have a lot better content than we did back in the day whereas i think the quality of the content um was better back in the day um in comparison to the population like you didn't have as much crap on the radio mm-hmm. you didn't have to fight to search for good music because the music was good like yeah. whereas now not so much you kind of it's kind of like a cool thing to be like the guy who has new good music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a hidden talent to be able to search through like the old YouTube Some archives make or that something. Their whole identity, like I'm the music guy. Yeah, like I know and all the they'll know sheet. exactly. They'll know all these deep cuts or like artists that you've never heard of, but apparently are massive, but only in Taiwan. Like just weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I like it though because we're coming out of this lull, and this is just my opinion, but um, like dazed and confused is just one of those movies that makes you like see it's like okay thank god like even though some of the stuff was crap back then someone had their head on straight yeah and i'm i want to who directed dazed and confused i'm gonna look this up (laughs) i don't have all the answers oh here's that i'm gonna look i'm just looking up who directed dazed and confused i'm wondering uh Um, what else maybe he's directed oh that's actually a good point so the director was Richard Linklater, and I'm going to look up some other stuff. I'm just curious to see maybe if there's a common theme to the st- kind of stuff that he's been putting out. Even if it's not a common theme, um, directors – like uncom- A style yeah. is more so yeah. what I mean. Um, so the top four movies that I'm seeing um, for him – He directed Boyhood? Yeah, Boyhood. Hey, cool. So that was pretty cool. Honestly, I thought that movie was awesome in like the dedication that it took to follow these kids around and like mm-hmm. these same actors for so long. The story, though, no. Yeah, I agree. I think it was. Um, I was not satisfied with the ending. I was like, "Oh, just life goes on." I, I could see this being like a pet project, and it seems like a really good idea at the time. You're like, "I'm going to follow people around for 12 years," and then you get bored of it, and you then you're like, story, man. "And then you're kind of like, what do I do now? I gotta, I gotta finish this." Yeah, I have way too much footage. I gotta. Pay <laughs> these guys. I gotta, I got bills, man. Yeah. So maybe that's what happened. But I've actually never seen that movie. I've heard of it though. Um, um, I mean, it's worth watching just for the cool aspect of watching him grow up on screen. And stuff, Before but... Sunset is another one. Um, have you ever watched that one? No. Um, and Dazing a Fuse, obviously, we're talking about that one. And Before Midnight is another one from 2013. So not, I'm not seeing anything not so um, huge. Oh, Bad News Bears. Uh, did you ever watch that one? Um, a long time ago. So it's got Billy Bob Thornton in yeah. it. It's a, ba- it's a, I think that's a remake of an older movie. I'm pretty sure. Um, from like. The 80s or something. But it's a, it's a really good movie. School of Rock, he's directed. Okay, here we go. He Dazed and Confused. List. Before Dazed and Confused, he directed Slacker. And that is a really good movie, actually. Never um, seen it. it has, oh, I forget her name, but Donna from that 70s show. Um, Laura Preppen? Perhaps. I want to say. Okay, uh, so it has her in it as a character. Um, 
maybe a couple other people. You, I know for sure she's in it. Uh, it's a kind of a very similar cult classic. It's about just people in college who are slacking. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Um, so now you get so that explains it a little bit, I guess. That's who the director is. His name is one more time, Richard Linklater. So he did some cool stuff. Yeah, he not did. not all major films, but hey, I've never directed a film. Who am I to judge? And looking at the time now, I think now would be almost. How long is this next song? It is seven and a half minutes. Okay, we'll do our little outro here. We've got about three minutes, and then we'll close okay, off the episode. Okay, but first, we should definitely tease what's coming up. So, okay, this is episode nine, as you already know. Um, but episode ten is going to be a big one because it is technically our last episode that we need to make for this podcasting project. We're going to keep making the Fuzz Factory. Don't don't get stressed out. Relax. But we're probably going to take a couple weeks off, come back fresh. Well, I think so, because both Savannah and I have to actually do um, work placements. I won't say yeah. where we're going, but we are both going to be interns at various places for mm-hmm. three weeks. So we're going to be focusing on other stuff for about yeah. three weeks, doing personal projects, but not this podcast. But that doesn't mean that we're going to be over forever. But we thought... Um, so. You've heard in our other episodes, the reason we started this podcast was A, Sav and I are great friends and we wanted to talk mm-hmm. about music. B, we actually have a class that requires us to do a podcast. So um, the assignment is 10 episodes and we don't feel like ending the podcast because we've, I think it's grown on us more it and really more. Has. Uh, we want to keep doing it, um, but to celebrate kind of the milestone that is 10 episodes. We want to go out like, with a bang. Yeah, like that's 10 hours of content that yeah, we've put out. Like, I, we haven't even discussed this. I'm just going to throw it out there. I want to call it the Big Fuzz Special because I'm cool it's with that. going to be big. Now, if you listen to episode six, you know that was our first time ever having a guest star, Alana Smith, and she brought us some really awesome 60s psych music she that did. we've it was never awesome. heard before. It was awesome. Um, so she's going to be back in the studio, but not just her. We're having four guests in the studio for our next episode. It's going to be chaos. There's going to be local music from Winnipeg. There's going to be stuff, I'm sure, from the 60s again, all eras, maybe some indie stuff. It's going to be crazy. I think we're going to try to get everyone's um, going to bring at least an artist or a, s- a couple songs that they want to just highlight. Yeah, thinking- we might not get every – well, well, we'll at least get one of everyone's. We have to. Um, but um, – and, and this will probably be a longer episode too. Probably yeah. just a heads up. Oh, we're looking at maybe two hour episode. I'm thinking because yeah. um, we want to. We're bringing in guests. We want to allow them time to talk and like a couple. So I guess we can tell people who the guests are. They'll check them out. Um, well, we don't have any Twitter handles to get them to follow, but basically we'll give you a teaser. So we've got yeah. one person who's really into the local music scene, knows a lot, actually runs a local music scene blog. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got somebody again, Alana, that you've already met if you've listened to episode six, really, yep. who's like just our 60s psych rock guru. Um, we've got somebody who's got a little bit of an older taste, older vibe, and I'm not sure what he's going to pick, but it's going to be something golden, I am sure. Uh, if you're talking about who I think you're talking about, then uh, Big Tall Guy. Um, no, the other one. <laughs> Jane? Oh, yeah. Oh. I <laughs> name dropped. dropped him. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I guess we don't need to yeah. say James. Yeah, here James. We. James. Okay, cool. And then, and then Taylor, I've, I actually don't know his taste in music that well. Well, but I was going to say, he listens to a lot of music, so it's kind of unpredictable what I think he'll It could be old, bring. it could be new. It'll could definitely be, be psychedelic, um, but I play music with him, and I actually used to do a podcast with him, so um, he has very similar taste in music as me, um, but who knows? We haven't hung out in a few months, so that could that could have changed. Yeah, and me and Spenny, obviously, are going to be picking an artist and a song each, too. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to play yet, but it's going to be something awesome. And just right now, I'll give a, a special, like, we'll, we'll give out Twitter um, handles, details, and yeah. we'll be promoting this throughout the week so that you guys can tune in right on Saturday and listen to it uh, mm-hmm. if you want. Um, but we'll, we'll give you more info. But I want to give a special thanks to James because he's actually going to be board hopping for us that day. Yeah, um, so last time when we did episode six, we had uh, Spencer board hopping and me and Alana were in the radio suite. And there was a bit of a disconnect. So we It was now, a great episode. But it was. But for the send-off, um, we're doing fortunately, professional. Uh, fortunately, we just know a lot of media production people. Yeah. Um, James is really good at hopping the board. So he know we trust him. We know what he's doing. So he's going to man the board. And he's also got a microphone. So you'll get to hear his input as well. He's not going to be just a ghost behind the board. Oh, yeah. He's going to um, be there. Yeah. And then the rest of us will be in our little room. We'll be drinking coffee and just talking about music for two hours. And yeah. it's going to be really exciting. Six and people. The, one podcast. The more we talk about it, the more excited I get. I think just because it's coming up next week and we can finally record it, get yeah. it done. Um, but yeah, so basically tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your goat, tell anyone who has an iPhone and download, our, out. download our previous episodes so that uh, you will, A, you'll just learn 
it's great. It's good for your brain. Mm -hmm. B, you'll get to have new music. C, we don't need excuses. <laughs> Listen to the Fuzz Factory. Yeah. And D, you'll get a great feel of what to expect from our grand send. Not even a send off. I don't want to call it's, it that. It's just an extra special episode. And I think even moving forward, once we get to episode 20, perhaps, we could do something big too. I kind of like it because it's like motivation to get this to is, that next step. Let's think of this as the season finale. <laughs> Good point. Okay. So the, the quote unquote one. season finale of the Fuzz Factory will yeah. be recorded next week and available on iTunes and the WordPress site, which is thefuzzfactoryblog.wordpress.com if you've got an iPhone got like iTunes on your computer it's also really easy to find us just type in the fuzz factory under the podcast menu yep. and we're right there we have a logo with some sunglasses you'll find us and also um, I'm currently in the middle of putting together a full compilation on Spotify so the fuzz factory playlist on Spotify it's going to play every song that we've ever played on the show and also even ones that we've talked about like I know in our Black Sabbath episode we mentioned this song The Wizard that we never actually got to play so any song that we mentioned that didn't have time it's all going to be on there for your listening pleasure so even if you're just on a long drive somewhere and you maybe even don't want to listen to us talk but you love the tunes that we play this will be available on Spotify again you can have it on your phone on your yeah. laptop it's free to use it's a really good playlist honestly yeah. um, I'm not a big fan of Spotify like as a musician trying to get royalties I don't like Spotify but the convenience of it is amazing I do yeah. I do like how shareable it is and how um because I have account I won't lie I do have a Spotify account I have the app on my computer I don't use it very often but uh my roommate and I use it a lot actually for if he has a cool track he'll just send it to me in the Dropbox cool. or the in the email there because you can just send direct links to your songs yeah and then you just open it up and you've got a new song to check out so I do appreciate certain things that they're doing um and now it's just now you guys can listen to every song that we've played kind of get a feel of all the different artists that we've played um I'm excited that you're doing that so thank yeah, you, and you know what it's not done right now as of when we're recording um but no, by we'll the time the podcast is up this playlist will be active so if you just go on spotify and look up the fuzz factory you'll find it yeah again it's got the same logo you can't miss it and it's just it's great it's got a lot of um light-hearted kind of stuff a lot of fuzziness um and a lot heavier stuff so it's it's a good mix i think we've played throughout the 10 episodes or the nine episodes now um We've got a very, very interesting mix of the different types of songs. Yeah. All psychedelic, all very fuzzy, all very way. wavy. But we've done it. I think patting ourselves on the back a little bit here. <laughs> I think we've done a good job at not playing the same sound every week. Yeah. Because we would get bored. Not only the listeners, Absolutely. we would have gotten bored, I think. Totally. So we've got one more song. Uh, I think we've done everything we need to talk about. Follow us on Twitter. I am at SpennyMy9. And I'm at Savannah R. Kelly. S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H R. Kelly. So, yeah, check us out, please. All of our details. That's where I post the most about this podcast. Um, you can create me on Facebook if you really want. And my Instagram is the same as my Twitter. On Any Instagram, other? I'm Sav underscore Kelly. I take pictures of birds sometimes. Yeah, I, best, I just post weird stuff and usually <laughs> music-related stuff. Me yeah. in funny outfits. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's a Yeah, there is a picture of a Spenny in a bear costume. So if you want to see that, check them out on Instagram. If you want to see a really malnourished bear, yeah. go, go to my Instagram page. Um, now, anyways, we kind of mentioned it a little bit before about that melancholy end of the night song. And this is the song we're about yeah. to play. So just reminisce on this beautiful episode of The Fuzz Factory and... Don't worry, we're going to be back next week and it's going to be bigger than it's ever been. So until then, we're signing off. Spenny and Sav on the Fuzz Factory with Tuesdays Gone by Leonard Skinner. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace and love.
Blue 